0: The following is a message recorded at the Inn, a ministry for college-age individuals, which meets on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. on the corner of 16th and 47th in Seattle's University District. My name is Chris Thurton. you might've heard Sonya call me Thurt. A lot of people shorten up my last name and call me Thurt. So if you wanna do that, feel free to do so. You can call me Thurt, you can call me 30, you can call me me Chris, it's whatever. You can call me any of those things. My dad calls me Christopher, so that's fun. Not a lot of people do that, so you don't have to do that. Hey, I'm so glad to be here. Uh, As Mike said earlier, he uh, has been here for three years, and uh, he's the director. I'm the associate director, and I'm actually heading into my sixth year here on staff, which I'm really excited about. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And it's, uh, it's really exciting. Uh, but one of the things I get to come into this year uh, for the first time ever, I get to start a school year, actually, as a husband. There you go. Y'all met my wife. She's wearing the exact same outfit as me. minus Tupac on her shirt, and that's all right. Uh, but we got some wedding pictures because I just want to show off a little bit. Ow! Mm. Oh, we jumped the broom. We jumped the broom. Give it up. How many people how many people in here know about Jump the Broom? We got a few. My people. All right. Y'all are my people, but y'all are extra my people. Okay. Uh, next one, that's all. we had some fun at our wedding. That's just leaving. All right. Hey, this is, okay. My biased opinion. I think we're a darn good looking couple. And I'm not going to lie to you. One of my one of my low-key dreams in life is always to be like to be like a a stock photo model. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous. Trust me, it is ridiculous. Um, but I, I don't know when this dream kind of came about, but a couple years ago I was like, how like dope and funny would it be like if you were just a stock photo and people saw your picture randomly like on whatever so then we get married, and this happens. No. I'm gonna, Boom. I kid you not. This is, this is an ad for the Black Tux, for a suit rental company, uh, that a friend of ours was like, hey, I'm in San Francisco, and I think I saw your picture on the subway. So. So. Let me just say dreams do come true. Dreams do come true. You can do all things through. No, I'm just playing. That's not. Uh, uh, we're not that kind of, we're not prosperity gospel here, but that's all right. We're not going to get into that. I love you guys. Hey, I'm so excited to be here tonight. Like I said, this is my sixth year here, and um, it is an honor and a privilege uh, to be speaking in front of you. It's an honor and a privilege to really be uh, invited into your lives. I said this when we were introducing ourselves uh, I full heartedly believe that as staff members in the, on this team, uh, we are guests in your community. If there's going to be any kind of change, if there's going to be any kind of movements, if there's going to be any kind of advancement of God's kingdom in college students and college age students and the life of college age people, People across uh, the city of Seattle, it's going to be because college-age people caught a fire and are doing something. It's not going to be because us old heads. I graduated a long time ago. Many, who want to take a guess when I graduated? That doesn't know. What year? What would you say? Ninety-four. Ninety-four. Thank you. Maybe, maybe from kindergarten. Thirteen. Thirteen. Close. Nine. All right. All right, all right. No one's, uh, Maybe someone said it. I graduated in 2011 from from the Seattle Pacific University. Yeah. Woo! That's right. That's right. That's right. Man alive. It's Falcon awesome. Woo. That's a that's a thing that SPU Falcons say. All right, hey, <laughs> I graduated in 2011, and so it is not very likely that I am in, uh, living in the midst of college students, that I am going to class with college-age people, that I am working amongst college, well, I am, but that I am like working in the places that you're working at. You all are in those places every day, and for whatever reason, you all have said that you have given us, about 12 people on staff, the opportunity to come be a part of your lives. And I just want to say thank you for that. It's an honor and a privilege. And I I do not take that lightly and nobody on our staff takes that lightly. And so we are very excited to get to know you and get to meet you. If this is your first time here, uh, please get to know us. Please give us a chance uh, as a ministry and as a place that could be your community going forward uh, because we're really excited about what God can do in your life. But I I bring that up to say... um, why? Why would you listen to me? Yeah, I'm going on my year six of this ministry. I've been doing college ministry for a while. Uh, I went to school and studied theology. That's great. Um, but but what's, that, what's that got to do? Y'all don't know me from Adam, half of you in here. You don't know who I am. And maybe some of you do. And, and I guarantee the ones that you do, I've let you down once or twice. And, and those of you that don't know me, I promise at some point I'll let you down because I'm human. <laughs> and that's what we do. Uh, there's a quote that says, the air is human. That's something that's out there. That's uh, what they call intellectual. Where you at, Alan? LLC. That's for you. <laughs> that's for you. Uh, that's right. <laughs> we care about you so much, we'll do individualized jokes. Um, <laughs> it's not true. Uh, <laughs> But why would you listen to me? I believe that it has nothing to do with how great I am. I have nothing to do with that. I believe it has nothing to do with how long I've been doing ministry. I believe it has nothing to do with the degree that I have. It has nothing to do with the experience that I have. I think it has everything to do with the one who sent me and his name is Jesus Christ. I, uh, when I was in college, I felt, I felt the call um, to tell people that, to tell people in this world that they're loved. They're loved unconditionally. There's someone that created them, and that sees them, and knows them, and loves them. And that put me on a trajectory to be here, and I'm so excited to be here. And, and somewhere along the line, that, 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 that dream, that vision, uh, really got centered on college students. And so I'm very excited to be here with you tonight. And I believe that, um, that we're going to get some, some in, information tonight. I'm going to give you all some information. I'm going to tell you all some things, and hopefully you're going to learn some things. And and I do believe that there's going to be some inspiration. I pray and I hope that as you walk out these doors, you are inspired to live your life in a certain way. That you're inspired to leave these doors and to go do things, to be people of action. That you're inspired to go sign up at some of these tables or some of these, these groups to make this community feel smaller, that you're inspired for that. But I really, really, honestly, truly believe and hope that at the end of this night, your lives are changed for the better. Not because of any of those things, but because of the revelation which is God revealing himself to you. I believe God has a word for y'all tonight and he's gonna reveal himself tonight in some pretty cool and real ways. Y'all on board with that? Can I get an amen? Amen. All right, hey, I like some feedback, so I like y'all to talk with me. Is that cool? People can talk to me. Here's some words you can say. You can say amen. 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 You can say a hallelujah. Hallelujah, that's good. You can give me a a buckets. I'll take that. I'll take that, because I'm trying to get buckets out here. Uh, shameless plug, we play basketball right here, Mondays and Thursdays, three to five and two to four. Uh, Alan out there says that he'll take you and take your ankles. So we'll see who does that. All right? We'll see how that goes. Uh, but you can get all the buckets. Here's a good one. Here's a good one. Uh, you might know this. You might not know this. We're in what they call a Presbyterian church, and here's some Presbyterians say. Hear, hear. Here. <laughs> so... If you, if you somehow agree with something I'm saying, you can give me a here, here. Amen. Hallelujah. Someone said, that's good. I'll take that. Whatever you got. Whatever you, huh? Come on. Come on. I'll take it. Come on. Preach. All right. Hey, clearly, clearly y'all got lots of words. I don't even got to give them to you. Fantastic. Thank y'all. Hey. Hey, before we get going, uh, I'm gonna pray for us and we're gonna continue on with the night. Jesus, Jesus, thank you so much that we get to be here in your presence, God. Thank you so much uh, for this opportunity to get to hear your word, God, that for this opportunity we get to worship together through song, through community, through dance, through humor, through, uh, through your scripture, God. Thank you that we get to worship through doing and living our lives together. God, right now, I just pray that the words from my mouth, meditation of my heart would all be from you, God. Whatever is not from me, I just pray it would be forgotten. I pray that would whatever is from me, ooh, not whatever's not. Whatever is from me would just be forgotten. It would be thrown to the side, God. And whatever is from you, I just pray would just be tattooed on our hearts, ingrained in our minds, and 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 absorbed into who we are and who our being, God. Because it is from you. So Jesus, we just pray for your Holy Spirit to be upon us tonight as we continue on throughout the night in your name, Jesus. Amen. 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 All right. I'm going to dress the elephant in the room and then we'll come back to it. I got a Vitamix and some smoothie stuff over here. <laughs> uh, like I said, I got married yeah. and uh, one of the top gifts, one of the things I said to Brooke, I said, we need a Vitamix. <laughs> hear, here. Amen. Amen to that. I said, baby, I love to make smoothies and I need to get a Vitamix. So, We put this on the registry and we got one. Uh, And I just knew as soon as I got the Vitamix, I was going to use it in a sermon. (laughs) That's not true. I didn't know that until about three weeks ago. But about three weeks ago, the Lord hit me with some inspiration. So we are going to use this bad boy in a little bit. Or bad girl. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Who am I? Who am I to say? That's real, I'm not joking. Okay. Uh, you guys, as we start off in a four-week series, I wanna let you know, um, we want this next four weeks to be, really be an invitation. Uh, for those of you that have been coming here, for those of you that are brand new here, uh, we hope that this week and the three weeks to follow would be an invitation to you. We are asking you and inviting you to step in for the next four weeks and really hear and learn about who we are as a community. You can come one night, one week, uh, the first week of the year, and you can get a little glimpse, but it's just going to be a glimpse of who we are. And next week, we're going to have a different speaker. The week after that we're going to have another speaker. And the week after that, I'll be jumping back up here. And, and you're going to hear different voices from up front. You're going to hear different people on the worship team singing. You're going to hear different students sharing their stories from up front. You're going to get a different glimpse from week to week because we really believe that the image of God, we are trying to represent the image of God. We believe that if it's going to be in this place, it's going to come from different voices from different people. It can't just be one voice and one person sharing that truth to you. Because if that's the case, we're going to get, put in this box and we're gonna just start to believe that that God looks one certain way and he is so much more bigger, so much more vast than we could ever imagine. Thank you. Keep going, that's a good one. So for the next four weeks, we are going to get to share with you who we are as a ministry and we're gonna do it by going through the book of Romans. We're gonna go through the book of Romans real quickly to give you a guideline of who we are as a ministry and we're gonna ask you to come back week after week um, to see who we are. And to see if this is a place that you feel uh, you could invest your time in throughout college, at least throughout this next year. Does that sound good? Yeah, You're on board. All right. Hey, let's put that graphic up. We are starting a new series called Welcome. Because what's better than a new group of people being welcomed? And, and as I uh, was thinking about what this series could be, I thought of this word welcome and it hit me heavy. And, and I, I looked up the definition of welcome. I looked up the etymology. You know what the word etymology means? History of word. It is the origin of a word, where a word comes from. Fantastic. Huh? Yeah. You English major? You're an English major. Cool. Now you're in ministry. All right. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. This word, it means in the uh, the original old English, it comes from this place. It means you are uh you're willed, your coming is willed into existence. People are excited for you to come. So the, 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 the language that I looked here is a person who's coming is pleasing. Someone who, who's, who's uh, you're anticipating their, their arrival. It's a desired arrival. And this is my favorite one. It's a verb, it's an action word. I love action. It says gladly received. Someone who is gladly received. And the reason we entitled this series Welcome is because this is exactly what we want for you. We want you to know that you are a person who's coming to this place is pleasing to us. You walk in these doors and that is a great thing to us. Not only if we walk into these doors, but we see you out on the street, that's fantastic. We see you in our classes, we're so excited. We see you in the Palmer House, we see you down at Target, we see you wherever, we are so excited. Your, your coming is pleasing. You are a desired arrival for us. I want you to know we work to get this place ready for you. We work to get this place ready for you. We, Chipotle is, man, you got people at this church that love you. love <laughs> you. Let me tell you, they, they got this food ready and prepared for you. And, and, and there's people in this church that, that said, we love college students so much that we are going to buy them all dinner before the end. That's not, that's not inexpensive. We got this place ready for you because you were a desired arrival. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Do you believe that about yourself? Because I believe it about you. There you go. And I want you to know, and I hope that you have experienced this, that that we want you to be gladly received. We want you to be gladly received. When you get here, I hope, I hope someone greeted you with a smile. I hope someone greeted you with a a hug, a handshake, a little daps, whatever it is, whatever your preferred greeting is, because we ain't all extroverts. Let's be honest. Have y'all seen that video of the little kids in the classroom? They got the little sign that says hug, uh, high five, handshake. That's the cutest thing. If you haven't seen it, go YouTube that. YouTube still think Find it on Instagram. I don't know. Uh, Look it up. It's fantastic. This is going to change the way you greet people for the rest of your life because it's fantastic. It shows these kids, these little kids that actually recognize that uh, people should get to uh, share with you how they want to be greeted before you just go up and give them a hug. And they're like, "Ah," you know what I'm saying? That's so dope. Kids are awesome. Anyways, that's a tangent. But you are gladly received in this place. You're gladly received in this place. And, and this is what I hope your first interaction with us is, is that you are gladly received, that you are welcomed in this place. And we're going to hit the book of Romans. Sonia read it for us. In chapter one, we, we have this guy named Paul who wrote half near uh, the whole second half of the Bible. He wrote a lot of the Bible. The Bible, we believe, is the, the word of God. The scripture just tells the story of God, who God is, and his interaction with this world. And, and this dude named Paul, this dude named Paul became, uh, got some information, got some inspiration, got some revelation from Jesus and started to write. He started to write some letters to a couple church communities that were trying to follow Jesus and figure out what life with Jesus could look like. And this book he wrote to the church, to the people of Jesus in Rome, in the city of Rome. And this is how Paul started out all his letters to the communities that he interacted with. He said to all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be his holy people, grace and peace to you from God, our father, from the Lord Jesus Christ. There's another version. There's another version of the Bible. This is the NIV. There's another version of the Bible that where it says holy people, it says saints. It says to all the saints in Rome. And this is how Paul would start all of his, book, all of his letters that he would write to people. Before he would go into any of the, the details about what they were doing wrong, what they were doing right, who they were, what the word was from God, he said, you are chosen, you are seen, you are called above, and you are loved above all. So everything else that follows from this is gonna start with the foundation of you are chosen and loved by God. Okay, so when we think about this community, when we think about who you are before you've done anything, before you even walk through those doors, we want you to know that you are chosen and loved and that you are seen and that just as you are, as you walk into this room, as you walk up to us on the street, as we see you, we love you. We love you. We love you just as you are and you belong. That's a big deal. So Paul starts off like that and it's fascinating that he starts off like that and he says that he is writing to all the followers of Jesus in Rome and he calls them all holy people and saints because right now, the the community that he is writing to is divided. Let me give you some history. I I, I promise this isn't gonna be boring. I promise it's gonna be relevant. We're gonna get there. Give me like three minutes of history. You guys on board with that? I'm gonna make it fun. Maybe. Okay, so... Rome, big city, fantastic, that's it. No, Rome a big city back in the day and uh, followers of Jesus started to come and there was, and the, the original followers of Jesus were actually Jews, were Jewish people. The Christianity comes out of the Jewish tradition. Jesus himself was Jewish. And uh, when Jesus died and rose again, that's what we believe here in this place and we'll get into that. That's gonna be a big thing about us, you should know. Uh, <laughs> just don't want to lie to you. As we get into that, uh, as Jesus died and rose from the dead, uh, the group of people that started following him were Jewish people. And they, they, there was a group of Jews that started following him. They started to be called Christians. And there was a group of people that were Jews that were in Rome, and, and they were starting to build a community of Jewish uh, followers of Jesus in Rome. And they started to reach out to people that weren't Jewish and started to uh, help them understand and know who Jesus was as well. And the people that weren't Jewish were called Gentiles. And all that is, is a fancy word for someone who is not Jewish. So how many of y'all in this room are not Jewish? All right, y'all are Gentiles. Me too. Okay, so we're all Gentiles. So, so Paul is writing to this group in Romans uh, where there has been uh, Jewish Christians and Gentile Christians, but more fun facts. Around uh, when when this community was coming together and building up together, uh, the Roman emperor at the time was really scared of the Jews and he kicked them all out of Rome. So all the people that were culturally and religiously Jewish had to leave. So you had all the followers of Jesus that were Jewish leave Rome and all the Gentiles that were followers of Jesus stay in Rome. You tracking? Okay, some years later, that law is overturned and all the Jewish followers of Jesus come back. And now Paul is writing to a group of people that has Gentile followers of Jesus that have their own customs, have their own culture, have their own um, way and and society of what it looks like to follow Jesus, uh, meeting and mixing with these group of Jewish followers of Jesus that have their own laws and customs and society and ways of following Jesus that are very different and in lots of ways clash. And Paul is writing to a community that's divided. That's it. That's the history lesson. You got it? Yeah. Okay. So we, it, as Paul writes to a community that's divided, we may not feel divided in this room, uh, but I'm gonna use a different word for us. I think there's lots of differences in this room. I think there's lots of people that are different. Uh, who here went to, or goes to SPU? There we go. Uh, we got Seattle, you in the house? Yeah. All right. And we got Dub in the house. Hey, community college. Hey, North Stars. Dolphins, olives, I love them all. Hey, how many, people, how, many people, how many people aren't going to school right now? Hey, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, right off the bat, right off the bat, that's a bunch of differences in this room. Right here, we got a bunch of differences in this room. Hey, where are my POCs? Where are people of color in this room? Hey, my people, my people. Hey, how many times y'all walk in a room and feel different? How many times you walk in this room and feel different? Yeah, a lot, me too, me too, for real. That's a difference, that's a difference. Hey, how many, uh, how many Greek students we got? All right. How many uh, non-Greek students we got? There you go, that's a difference. That's the difference. How many guys we got? We got some girls. Hey, that's real. Hey, here's one. Hey, we got people that, that don't identify as either of those, right? And they have some fluid fluidity to their gender, right? We got some people in this room? Maybe. If you're courageous enough to say it, please do, because you're accepted and loved here, too. We love you. What did I call y'all? I told y'all you're chosen and loved when you walked in the room, so you're here, you're loved. Hey, we're like Olive Garden. When you're here, you're family. There it is. Hmm. Hmm. That's an oldie but a goodie. That's an oldie but a goodie. <laughs> But y'all feel me? We got differences in this room. And there's lots more than that. That was just a few. That was just a few that I pointed out. Uh, let me tell you something. I, I, uh, my dad is black. My mom is white. I grew up uh, multicultural, multi-ethnic, a mixed kid. And, and my whole life, I felt different. Every dang room I walked in, I felt different. I felt, didn't, felt like I wasn't black enough, wasn't white enough, wasn't whatever enough. Wasn't hood enough, wasn't suburban enough, whatever. I tell you, I walk in this room, I've been doing this for six years. There hasn't been one Tuesday I've walked in this room I haven't felt alone at certain time. I haven't felt different. I haven't felt on an island. And that's not just because of my ethnicity. That plays a huge part in it, but that's because lots of things, right? Man, I, we did an exercise last year. Kelsey talked about our student leaders. We did an exercise last year with our student leadership team. We had them all get in a circle. All I think we had like 80, 80 people in there, and then we had them get in a circle and we were doing this thing where you step in the circle if you identify with some. And we asked all our student leaders, hey, if you've ever felt uncomfortable at the inn at this place, this Tuesday night gathering to step in the middle. And every single person that identified as a leader in our community stepped in the middle of the circle and said, I feel uncomfortable in this place. We all got Differences, we all got things that make us different. And so in some ways, we might not actually be divided. We might be, but we might not actually be divided, but we got differences. And so that's a way that we're very similar to the church in Rome. We come to this place and we may not vibe with everybody. We come to this place and we might not agree with everything everybody says. We come to this place and, and, and someone might say something that offends us or does something that offends us and we might be heated about it. We might just not get the way someone talks. We might not get the way they dance. That might be intimidating to us. That might be off-putting to us. And we notice these differences and these differences, they separate us in so many ways. And that is so sad to me. That's so sad to me. And you know what? I think it was sad to Paul, the writer of this book. And I think it was also sad to Jesus because a huge reason he came was to use this fancy word reconcile to bring us all back together, to fix the brokenness of relationships. Where there's brokenness, he came to fix that. Where there's hate, he came to bring love. Where there's turmoil, he came to bring peace. That's what Jesus came to do and that's what the society that Paul is writing to is facing and so we're going to pick up in chapter three and this is what Paul says to this divided and different community after all is God the God of Jews only isn't he also the God of Gentiles not Jewish people isn't he their God too of course he is there's only one God and he makes people right with himself only by faith, whether they are Jews or Gentiles. Well then, if we, emphasize, if we emphasize faith, does this mean that we can forget about the law, that we can forget about all the rules that the Jewish people live by? Of course not. In fact, only when we have faith do we truly fulfill that law. Okay, that's a lot that's a lot. I'm going to do a quick, quick thing called exegesis. I'm going to teach you real quick. This is some of that information. Can you say exegesis? Exegesis Exegesis just means expanding on the text. All that means is, is providing context and expanding and, 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 and and teaching about what is being said in the text. You learned a new word today. Exegesis. There you go. Y'all can go home now. All right. I'm just playing. Stay with me. Okay. So Paul right here, he's writing and he says, so what we're finding, we, we, we've already established that there's a community of followers and believers in Jesus that are divided by Jew and Gentile. And, he's, and the Jews are saying, God is our God because we follow all these rules and we live a certain way and we look a certain way and we do certain things to our bodies. And, and, and the Gentiles are saying, no, we trust that God, Jesus died for us, that just by having faith in him, it's enough, just by showing up that it's enough. And we believe that we can cultivate be who we are and follow Jesus just as much as you can. And Paul comes here and says, you're both right. Because what happens is he talks about this thing called the law. And all that is, 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 is God gave the Jewish people a, a, a piece of writing that's called the law that explained and told who God was, who his character was. And he said, hey, I want you to live this out in the world. And they fell short of it. They didn't live up to it. But what they did is because God gave them the law, they felt it was their right and their opportunity to call everybody else out and say, you're not living by it. You're not living by it. You need to live like we are. And what Paul is saying here is you all fell short. What he's doing is leveling the playing field. What he's doing is talking about sin. You guys know about sin? Sin's not a fun thing. <laughs> you can laugh at that, it's true. It's not fun. And, and, and sin affects us all. How many of y'all have ever uh, ever lied to get out of something? I mean, I know I'm not alone on that. <laughs> How many of y'all have, uh, <laughs> have ever um, uh, cheated on a test? Darn tooting. I right, guys. <laughs> some of y'all say, how do you think I got here? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, some of y'all are feeling conviction right now. I wasn't even trying. That's not what I'm trying to do. That's not what I'm trying to do. Oh. How many of y'all have, have, have had someone... Uh, talk mess about you behind your back. Yeah. Yeah. How many of y'all, uh, how many of y'all thought someone was your friend and then they, they did something that really hurt you? How many of y'all been somebody's friend and done something to hurt somebody? Here's the deal. We're all affected by this sin. Y'all just agreed to this. Y'all just said that these simple things that I just said, you have experienced or participated in, and therefore we all in this room have been experienced and affected by sin, been experienced and affected this brokenness, this broken relationship between each other in this room, between those in our lives, and ultimately between us and God. And Paul is writing and saying, we all have sinned. We've all fallen short. But guess what? God is your God just as much as he's your God and just as much as he's your God, just as much as he's your God and he's my God. And Jesus died for all of you to cover that sin. And when Jesus did that, he said, you all are to die for. And as he did that, he said, I'm gonna take on all that brokenness so that y'all can learn how to actually live and love each other. And that's what we're about in this community. We're all about stepping into that. And so, what does that mean? Paul leveled the playing field. Jesus came in and and died for us all. And, and, and calls us all loved and chosen. And, and the book of Romans goes on to continue to talk about the reality that the kingdom, this, this, this reality that Jesus has called us into to live into is one that is filled with multicultural people. It's people from many different cultures and countries and languages and, and backgrounds and points of view and, and ways of speaking and dialects of tongue and, and and viewpoints and whatever. And he says that ultimately God's trying to call us all to, to be one people. You're United under his name, moving forward for the betterment and goodness of humanity in this world. That's what he's called us into. And and I can say that, and that can be scary for some of us in this room. It can be scary for me, because I'll let you know. How many of y'all know the Enneagram is a very big popular thing? I'm Enneagram 4, which means I like who I am. And I don't want to give up who I am. (laughs) And that's scary to me. And so you might be coming here, you might be thinking, as we invite you to be a part of this community, that you have to assimilate and become a part of who we are and give up who you are to be a part of the greater whole. And you know what? Jesus does say that. He says that to find your life, you have to lose it. But the beauty of that, he says, as you lose your life, as you give it away, you're gonna find it. You're gonna find it. So I'm gonna do a quick example to show you what this is like for our community. And I'm gonna use the Vitamix. go, okay, okay, so we got the Vitamix, oh, that's my water bottle, all right, Voss bottle, fancy, okay, all right, so Vitamix, I love smoothies, like I said, we're gonna throw in a little bit of ice, all right, you guys, throw in a little bit of ice, uh, okay, we're gonna, uh, it's, it was ice, here's somewhere about here, transformation, that's right, we're gonna throw in some spinach, spinach is good for you, Finish? Hey, that's not it. We got some berries. We're gonna throw in some blueberries, some strawberries. Yeah, yeah, some blueberries, some strawberries. Okay, okay. Oh, we got a banana. Oh yeah. A banana. Y'all like bananas? Yeah, we'll break that up, throw that in there. Good, good, good. Okay. Uh for me, I like a little texture, I like a little thickness in my smoothie. I'm gonna throw in some yogurt, some vanilla yogurt. Alright. That's not gross, that's yummy. Throw that in there. Alright, some vanilla in there. And we're gonna get some water because you need to you need to get some water in there. Okay. Okay, okay. We probably need a little more water. Okay, okay. I don't know why y'all are freaking out. Okay. Then we turn it on, We get it going. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we let it go. I do this every morning, y'all. It's going to be more like a juice. All right, we go, we go, we go. Okay, fantastic. We're going to do it quick because we're on a time crunch. I want to make sure y'all get to sing all the songs you want. All right, this is a very watery smoothie. That's all right. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. What did I put in here? A lot of stuff. A lot of different things. When they went into the blender, what were they? Individuals. They're individual and they were whole, right? All right, can we throw, pour this out, okay? And ugh. we made more of a fruit fruit juice than a fruit smoothie. But, but we look at this blended, blended stuff right here and you can't tell the difference between what's in here, right? It's all one thing. And, and, and let me tell you, a lot of times we, we actually think that's really good. Uh, we hear this idea of being a melting pot society. How many of y'all know the, the rapper Too Short? Not a lot of people. If you know Too Short, you don't know Too Short, he's a Bay Area legend. <laughs> this is such a random story. Okay. <laughs> I went to high school in Salem, Oregon. Too Short came to Salem, Oregon. There you go. <coughs> Too Short came to Salem, Oregon. Two Short came to Salem, Oregon, and Too Short had a concert there. And man, I tell you, Salem was a trip for me. I grew up in Toronto, very diverse, multicultural country, uh, uh, sorry, city. And then I moved to, to Salem, not very diverse. That's all right. But Two Short got to, to Salem and he had a concert and it was a very diverse concert. And Too Short got to Salem and he said, wow, there's lots of people. There's lots of different cultures, lots of different ethnicities here. I'm going to call you all the sauce. He called Salem the sauce because it's all mixed together is what he said. I don't know, he didn't see the Salem I saw, but that's all right, that's what he said. And I'm gonna argue that this is more of a sauce, right? You might agree. It's all blended in together. But let me show you, let me show you something, let me show you something. The other thing we can do is we can make a fruit salad. Uh Uh-oh, we put in some spinach, we'll get our banana, we'll get our banana. We're going to cut it up. We're not going to throw water in there. That's gross, bro. Cut up our banana. Put in some berries. Cut up our berries. Yeah, yeah, okay. (laughs) Cut it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is a grapefruit salad. Mmm, super yummy. All right. Hey. Hey. We got some salad dressing. I'm not going to take the time to pour it on there. Goddess from Trader Joe's. Shameless plug. Delicious. My wife introduced me to Trader Joe's. And I have good salad dressing. Okay. We have a fruit salad. Not a very good looking one. But we have a fruit salad. And essentially we got all the same ingredients that we have in here. But as you look at this, it is still a whole. And it's still a healthy meal. But I can take out this piece of spinach, and it's still a full piece of spinach, right? I can take out the banana, and it's still a banana. I can take out this blueberry, still a blueberry. I can take out this strawberry, and it's still strawberry. As you step into this community, as you step into this community, as you step into a life and a walk with Jesus, I want you to know that that does not mean that you have to look like everybody else that follows Jesus. I want you to know that that does not mean you have to look like every single one of us on staff. You don't have to look like our interns. You don't have to look like our student leaders. You have to be you. And for us to be the community that we are being called into, that Jesus has called us towards, we need you as you are. I'm gonna call my guy Nick. And Nick is a... Nick is gonna play the keys because I said this Last week, everything's a little bit more holy when music's in the background. It's a retired recycled joke, but that's all right. Hey, there's, there's a couple of things that can happen when we become a community that's moving towards being multi-ethnic and multicultural. One, we, uh, we can have these differences be things that divide us. These differences can be things that divide us. They can be things that scare us from one another. They can be things that, that I say, oh, I, you're different, you look different than me, you act different than me, you talk different than me, I, I'm too intimidated to come talk to you. I'm too intimidated to step into life with you. Uh, they can be things that we, we will say, things that will offend each other, we'll say things that we don't agree with. And we have the opportunity to either um, step into relationship or step out of relationship. A language I like to use is called cultural collisions. We have cultural collisions. We have an opportunity to either step in or step out we're hoping to become a community that steps in. And once we step into that relationship, something else can happen. We're either gonna assimilate and all become like each other because we're too scared to actually be ourselves. So we're gonna give up the things that fully make us who we are so that we can become like the majority culture. And that's not good either for our community. That's not what we wanna be. That's not what we feel Jesus has called us to. We don't wanna be this soupy, We wanna be more like this fruit salad where you come as you are, bring every part of you, your brokenness, your strengths, your weaknesses, your insecurities, your excitements, and you come and we'll receive you gladly. Let me tell you what this place is not. This isn't a place for assimilation. This isn't a place for appropriation. This is not a place for discrimination, and this is not a place for shame. But what this is, is this is a place for celebration, this is a place for transformation, and this is a place for love. And that's what we're about, is this community. And I wanna invite you to come back and see a little bit more throughout this week, throughout the next couple weeks, and throughout this year. Who Jesus is, how he shows up in this community, and how he can show up in your life. You guys with me? Let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much that, that that you call us just as we are, to be fully who we are, to grow in you, and to become more of who you created us to be. We pray that that reality floods over us. We pray that as we enter into a time of worship through Psalm right now, that we would just let loose and let the spirit take over, and then we have <laughs> Fun and the joyous time in your name throughout the rest of the night. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this recording from The Inn. And please feel free to check out more content on the upcoming Inn Podcast Network. Come by The Inn on a Tuesday night. Or come get a cup of coffee and hang out at the Palmer House, our coffee house and student center also located on the corner of 16th and 47th in Seattle's University District.